Today is Friday, December the 31st, and this is episode number 27 of the Khan Wealth Advisory podcast series. I'm Asif Khan, Wealth Advisor with BMO Private Wealth. First off, hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. All the best for 2022 and a happy new year to you and your families. Markets are doing much of the same for the last several months. That is, they've been edging higher. However, The same conversation has been going on since the recovery after 2008 and 2009, and that is, will a bigger correction come? I have said in previous podcasts that I would do a podcast when markets provided fear of some news or event. Well, there's been news that have had clients concerned, but nothing to warrant a podcast to calm the nerves. If anything, it has been the opposite, continued optimism about the global recovery. But it is year-end, so let's do a podcast for the sake of doing a podcast at year-end. So, what has folks concerned? Omicron, inflation, interest rates, and what this might do in combination. Additionally, a constant and reoccurring item is, are the markets too high? I will begin by suggesting that everyone is over-analyzing everything. Interest rates are at all-time lows and expected to stay in the low range for some time. The overall outlook for the economy looks positive. Omicron is definitely of concern, but hospitalizations are expected to be low, God willing, and so therefore not set to derail the the trajectory of the global recovery. Not sure I can add a whole lot on Omicron. It appears to be highly contagious, has milder cases of sickness, especially in those who are vaccinated, and at present appears to or will cause low hospitalizations. Base case scenario is that it is, as I have suggested, and will slow down recovery for the next few weeks as stricter rules are enforced with regards to social activity. The more negative scenario is that it creates more illness than thought and higher hospitalizations and therefore a more prolonged effect on the global recovery. The world is not shutting down again. That was a very expensive experiment that governments probably cannot afford to do again. But this is all guesswork, and let's hope and pray that COVID subsides and loses its punch as the months progress. The big scare that was persistent in the last few weeks before Omicron was the story of inflation. As we have come to expect, the financial media has created terrible fear about looming, threatening, surging, terrifying inflation. Yes, inflation forecasts were surging months ago and hit eight-year highs. Good news is that the peak of inflation has appeared to have passed, Had it continued on the same path, there would be definite grounds to worry, but they haven't continued. On the contrary, inflation has been falling for many weeks now from its cycle highs. That does not mean that inflation is gone or back to all-time lows. Inflation is still high, but trending down. Long-term inflation forecasts are not forecasting 5% or 7% inflation. They are suggesting inflation, which will be closer to, say, 3%, which is higher than what we have had, but not not something to cause significant alarm over. We will continue to watch this as inflation readings can change quickly, but for the time being, it appears to be heading in the right direction. In a similar vein, the same potential news story for 2022 could be interest rates and what we call tapering. The U.S. government and the Canadian government have given indication that rates will begin to rise in 2022. Some have predicted that rates could rise three or four times for a total increase of 0.75% to 1% in 2022. When the first interest rate movement up occurs, I can almost guarantee you that the headlines will read along the lines of, will interest rates rises derail the markets and the economy, or something like that. 
and that will be the headline for weeks or months until it is no longer. I have harped on financial media's misuse of sensationalism in my past podcasts. I came across the following, which I think summarizes what I mean. In the 1990s movie, The Shipping News, an old newspaperman explains to Kevin Spacey how to cover the news. If there is a storm visible anywhere, he explains, you write, storm threatens the town, even if the storm is nowhere near and is unlikely to hit. If, as expected, the storm never hits, you just write the follow-up, town spared by storm. I believe this sums up how headlines are made. So, can the combination of the unknowns of Omicron, the trajectory of inflation, and the expected rise of interest rates create and cause the economies to stall? Of course, anything is possible, but let us remember that economies are meant to grow as populations and the middle class around the world continue to grow and want to participate in living better lives. This simply means that we all want access to electricity and the internet and we want to shop online and have the coolest and newest gadgets and eat all the best foods. For that very reason, economies over time will grow. How does this translate for the markets? Well, I came across an interesting reminder from Nick Murray. He says that in 1926 to today, and this is in US dollars, the S&P 500 is up around 10% annually. However, one may say, heck, I don't have 80 or 90 years to wait for a 10% average. So let's look at the absolute worst return moment of the market, the 57% drop during the Great Recession. Prior to that drop, the S&P 500 on October 9, 2007 was at 1,565. And then by March 9th of 2008, it had dropped to a level of 677. Say you were the unlucky person to invest all of your net worth on October 9th, 2007, the previous record high. And keep in mind that the market experienced two 20% declines in 2011 and 2018, along with the 34% drop from the COVID crash. What would be your average return about 14 years later? Well, it was 10% per year. With this reminder, I've come to another point of concern. Should we wait to invest or wait to add to our investments as the markets appear to be at their all-time highs? We wish we had a crystal ball and we could tell you when you should get in and when you should get out, but we don't. And the above statistics simply and most eloquently explain to us that it doesn't really matter. We could have invested at cycle highs and then experienced severe corrections, but we know 5, 10, 15, and 20 years from now, it probably will not matter. At the same time, I have to remind our listeners that a typical 20% correction has not occurred in some time. And when you have a $500,000 account or a $5 million account, a 20% drop translates into a significant dollar drop. So be prepared and don't worry about it. It too shall pass. To close off commentary for 2021, let's give our predictions for 2022. Number one, Omicron will begin to fade in the coming months, but other strains will be slightly persistent. By summertime, with new boosters, COVID pills, and other treatments, we will begin to see the fall of new cases. I sure hope we are right about this one. Number two, Doug Ford wins another term in Ontario, and the Republicans will win back the House in the U.S. Number three, somehow the Republicans will pick Donald Trump to be their presidential candidate. I sure hope we're wrong about this one. Number four, Canada will raise rates three times in 2022, and the U.S. will do it two times. Number five, inflation will moderate but will remain higher than years past. Number six, 
Expect geopolitical news to center around the tensions of Russia, Ukraine, and China and Taiwan. Let us hope cooler heads prevail. To summarize, the wall of worry will never disappear, but we will end this year upbeat and full of optimism. There's no recession in sight. Labor markets are robust both here and in the U.S., which means consumers will have more real disposable income. Again, God willing, the worst of COVID may be gone by the summer. Interest rates and inflation probably will move higher, but not to levels that could seriously damage the economy or the markets. So let's close out with a quote from, a, from the Greek philosopher Heraclitus. He said, that no one ever walks through the same stream twice because the second time it's not the same stream and we're not the same person. Everything changes. Moral of the quote, there is no guarantee that the next inflationary boom, even if it happens, will look anything like the last one, any more than we should assume that it will be accompanied by outbreaks of disco music and flared jeans. Here's our corny dad joke. Why do you need a jeweler on New Year's Eve? To ring in the new year. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you soon. Call us anytime with your questions or comments. Please visit our website, www.thekhanbrothers.com. My number is 416-725-9133, and Austin's number is 416-709-7879. This is Asif Khan signing off. Be well and have a great week. Howdy, and thanks for sticking around. Well, all is well in the Khan household. We don't think any of us have had COVID. I do believe that with this current round of Omicron, for those of us who have not known about someone getting COVID, we probably will know someone who will eventually have it. It is spreading quickly, so we need to remain vigilant in the weeks ahead. I do feel bad for my two elder daughters. My middle daughter finished grade 12 last year and has started first year university but has not been able to enjoy the experience of these two milestones. Likewise, my elder daughter has missed about half of her first year, all of her second year, and now half of her third year of in-person university experience. University is a place for developing your mind, but also your social skills. It is where you forge new friendships and lifetime friends. I do hope they get back in soon. Their in-person start has been delayed again to the end of January. My third daughter is in grade 9, and for the most part, she has been enjoying her first year of high school as she has mostly been in in in-person classes. My youngest, two-year-old Nyla, is becoming quite the firecracker. She's starting to speak quite a bit now and in being an absolute sponge. She got to grow up with basically everyone home all the time. I imagine it has been amazing for her cognitive development. Be well, and again, Happy New Year and all the best for 2022 to you and your loved ones. I really look forward to seeing everyone soon. Take care. Bye-bye.